0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Jerry Brewer, Washington Post sports columnist. He joins us on the Smart Rain Guest Line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Jerry, good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, DJ. Thanks for having me. You know, I was actually in Salt Lake City for three days last week
0: anything to do with the nBA playoffs perhaps
1: you know what no it, it it's for it's for a bigger project that um that I'm working on which is kind of crazy like it was killing me to be there i i got there um the the last home game um i can't even remember which what was a game five mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Was, i was there for game five and game six but it was cool to be able to to uh watch it just as a fan with the fans, and um, that's tough, because I really like that Utah team, right? and they absolutely should have won that series, considering the way it went.
0: Oh, now you're just sucking up to Jazz fans, because that's what all Jazz no. fans think, too. I
1: can't believe they lost
0: that series! It was so wide open! If we all had a dollar especially, for you know, every time we after that. Kawhi,
1: Especially after Kawhi got hurt, but, oh, you I know, know, I mean, um, Ty Lue just made some masterful adjustments, Yep, and you know them being able to eliminate the the effectiveness on defense of Rudy Gobert was was incredible and um we see, we just we've seen that happen before with Ty Luke. You know we saw it happen in the Dallas series, we saw it happen when he was in Cleveland against Golden State down 2-0 then down 3-1. Uh, he's just never going to give up and at the end of the day, you know, the the, the Jazz just weren't quite flexible enough. Uh, to make a deep playoff run, which is just disappointing because for about 75% of this season, I saw a team that was a championship-caliber team, but they just lost a little bit at the end.
0: Well, Jerry, we could spend the entire rest of the segment breaking this down, and goodness knows I'm tempted to right now. And a funny thing is, when he came on, I was like, "This is an interesting topic. I want to talk to him about." But not knowing you and thinking if he's a little dry, people's eyes are just going to glaze over and roll into their back of the head, which would be really bad for traffic on I fifteen right now.
1: <laughs>
0: um, we had you on to talk about the NCA case, and you know, Supreme Court rules nine zero, and it's not everything, but it just keeps pushing the envelope on how much money players can get and what amateurism rules should really look like. And we can get into some big esoteric decisions, but but people really want to know if their team's going to win. And then the savvy fan wants to know, well, are there some built-in advantages that are either going to pump up my team or drag my team down and give the opponent an advantage? And so when you see what they decided, and and this isn't opening the door to paying players completely, but you can now give them stuff that helps them academically that isn't available to the regular student body. So I'm thinking everybody gets, like, MacBooks right away. I don't know, maybe everybody gets a PC and a MacBook so that you can learn under any circumstances on any network I don't know. How is this? How much more stuff are players going to get? And I guess the question is, at what level? You know, at the Power Five level, they get more stuff. But are the Group of Five teams not going to be able to afford it? Because we got U fans listening who have Pac twelve money. We got BYU as BYU money, but is neither exactly P five or G five. We got Utah State. They got Mountain West money, which isn't the same. We got Weber State fans we have Big Sky money. So who's getting the most money out of all of this?
1: You you're always gonna look at, at the biggest conferences. Um and, and they will figure out ways they have broader resources. Um, so yeah, I think I think there there could be um one unintended consequence is just that the gap gets bigger. You know, we'll see. Um how the how everything is gonna be interpreted and how creative you can get is just kinda of the questions. You know, I mean I think um You know, study abroad opportunities, for instance, are just going to be incredibly robust now, and schools are going to go crazy offering that. Um, Whatever the most souped-up technological things, uh, you know, even tangentially related to education, um, they're going to figure that out um, and and find certain loopholes. You know, I even had somebody theorize that um, the way scholarships are offered – are going to be different um, in that they might even formulate like a lifetime scholarship that, uh, you know, you, so you can tell these kids who are only planning on being in school one or two years or the kids who um, may think they have a pro career um, that, you know, you, you will have your education paid for um, as, as long as you're willing to take classes, um, which uh, might entice some people. Um, uh, And, you know, it's kind of weird when you say that because it's like, well, um, most of these guys who are going to leave school early, um, I'm not sure that they're really caring about getting a college degree. Um, but I think that, that that could pay dividends, like, on the middle and the bottom of your roster and on non-revenue sports as well, being able to create those, kind of enticements and saying we're going to walk with you for your entire life until you get that degree. Um, That could be something that could be particularly appealing in recruiting when you're trying to woo parents. Um, So I think there's a million other things that uh, coaches and and administrators are going to think of that we haven't even considered in this moment. Um, But ultimately this is just – I feel like – it's a little more of a step towards fairness, but it opens up a whole world of possibilities in terms of, um, you know, if another case is, is brought through the courts all the way up to the Supreme Court.
0: Doesn't that seem inevitable? I mean, there's going to be another case, and they're going to—it's going to push—it's going to move that line back even more why and i guess we know the answer but how long until it's just a free for all and it's just professional because under the table it seems like it already is i mean the the number of ex coaches or assistant coaches will run around and tell you this player got 25 grand this player got 50 grand this player got 80 grand uh there there's no end to those folks
1: yeah i think it's time for like you know amateurism it feels like the way the NCAA is defined is kind of like prohibition, like you've created all of these problems. Just go ahead and make more things legal. I think for the NCAA, it's it's, uh, change or get changed. Do you want to be litigated to change or do you want to change? And I think this is really that moment um, in which stop being rigid, stop having this robust rule book that you can't even govern because you don't know all the rules. Um, stop being ridiculous and try to figure something out because if you can figure something out and bring all your brain power together, uh, you could, you could create a model that, that satisfies that is well thought, or it could just be chaos. You know, when the courts just say you can do this, then you can do it in whatever fashion you want to do it. And you don't want to be in that place. So, um, we're in this moment in which, uh, Coach K, Roy Williams, you know all these coaches um, are, are leaving the sport. And when you look at the ages of people like Nick Saban, Jim Behein, so on and so forth, um, there's going to be more coaches that are leaving because they already feel the way the times are going. If you listen to Coach K, you know he's been a really big advocate in college basketball, having a college basketball commissioner and being more creative in the way that you solve the problems with the sport. Like, that moment is here. Like, there's no long, you can no longer fight and hope that people are going to save you. You know, they're hoping – they hope that the Supreme Court was going to save them. Guess what? They're not going to be your savior. They're hoping that the Congress is going to save them. Guess what? Um, the way Congress is – I mean, if you think you're going to get 60 votes um, to be able to have some sort of antitrust protections – that's not happening like, like look at the way um, on, on the left and the right the, the way that they're looking at big business and monopolies right now like they're not you're not gonna get the votes um, you're gonna have to solve this yourself or you're gonna have the courts come in and do something that is just gonna obliterate the way that you do things
0: I love the word obliterate it's so decisive obliterate the way you do things. You know, it already, generationally, uh, it's already changed a lot in the last 10 or 20 years. So what's different in another 10 or 20 years?
1: Yeah, I mean, a a lot can be if you don't get control of it. I mean, just look at it. uh, You know, if you really, I I don't want to go into the weeds of of that Supreme Court case, but, um, you know, they were arguing in a nineteenth uh 84 case you know um uh, ncaa versus the board of regents of the university of oklahoma and uh looking at that as, as precedent and i think a lot of what the, this supreme court was telling you is that college athletics has changed so much in those what, 37 years mm-hmm. and they've it's especially exploded the last two decades you know what i'm saying dj yeah, like the, the the last two decades they've just really gotten out of control um with uh with, with with their revenue generation and like generating that revenue and not dispersing it and not putting it um back into the players in some way you know i'm i'm not necess- i'm not a big like just open your wallet and pay the players type of guy um and that's probably just because I'm just bolted by the tradition of college athletics as opposed to like any real logic. Um, but I, I think there's there are just other ways for you to adjust and to be fair and to be seen as fair and to be seen as like trying to be more than using your ideals uh, to create a sham. And they got to get to that place. Um, and if they don't get to that place, somebody's going to force them to that place. <laughs>
0: It seems like the, the PR thing that just is haunting the colleges is, is because they have put the money into facilities, and so players have outstanding facilities that, uh, that, that two generations ago people couldn't even dream of. Yeah. But they haven't figured out how to put it in people's pockets, which is ultimately what people want. The only pockets it's going in is a couple of high-profile coaches and assistant coaches and the AD, and it's such – if you talk to ADs and coaches, they know it's such a bad look this person can only have $10,000 or $20,000 or $40,000 but they might shred their knee and this person over here gets 4 million it's a yeah. horrific just the just on the surface before you know anything about the sport it's a horrific look the income disparity
1: yes um you're you're absolutely right there um uh yeah, and, and I, I look. You, you can't just open up and say we're going to pay the players when you look at like the way the model is, and you look at how it funds all the non-revenue sports and so on and so forth. You have to change the entire business model. But you're right. Like there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, toothpaste that can go back into the tube in terms of facilities, in terms of uh, coaches' salaries, and so on and so forth. Like you, you'll never be able to just artificially. Uh, put a put a cap on that, but you can uh, get to the point where you're saying, "Well, if we're allotting money, if we're shifting money, Nick Saban doesn't have to make ten, eleven million dollars a year." I mean, come on. Um, yeah, at Clemson, uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney can't make nine million or whatever he's making, and you have million dollar coordinators, which is just unbelievable. Like that it's gotten to that point. I mean, their staff and Uh, credit Dabo for for asking for it um, and getting it and and taking care of his people so he can have retention uh, within the system. But it's just asinine that they make all of this, and then you're like this adamant, like, keep college athletics pure. Like, what is pure about you making $40 million over the next four years? Um, And – your players like having rules as such that they can't even get a laptop for free, (laughs) you know, like, um, they're just like, there has to be uh, a better way. There just has to be a better way. And you, you, you have to figure it out. Um, because again, like the way everything is telling you that you're not going to like the way that this ends. If you don't take control of change, you just can't, it's not about, Holding on to the way things used to be, and it's not about holding on to power. If you do that, you're gun i mean, everything is going to come crumbling.
0: Last thing before we let you go, Jerry, I'm—I'm I'm really curious, and everybody here in Utah is always really interested when in, the rest of the nation writes about Utah. What are they saying about us? What do we think? So, what's the special project? Can we know? Is it top secret? What—what what special yeah, project it, brought it, you to it's Utah? Even,
1: you know, it, it's—you um, know, I we. I can't tell you all about the project, but um, I can tell you I, I, um, part of it was going to Provo um, to, to talk to um, former Senator uh, Jeff Flake. Um, I can tell you that, but it's like a big, it's a big project that won't even see the light of the day for another three months, um, so it doesn't even feel real to me yet, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's um, only like loosely uh, a sports story, so... I'm excited about it, and uh, when it's done, I will be sure that you know, and and you'll figure out that's why I was in Utah, but we're kind of all over the country um, doing different bits and pieces for the story.
0: All right, well, you got me intrigued, and uh, we'll try to have you back on when, uh, when the story's published, and we'll talk about it then.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Thank you, Jerry. All right, take it easy. Jerry Brewer, Washington Post sports columnist. Join us to talk NCA and uh, a little bit of NBA and Senator Flake. Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming at all. What I did think about while he was talking is, you know, every, there's always there's a new rule, and then there's loopholes around the rule, and how do I maximize it? And we're talking computers, yuck. So the first thing is everybody gets a computer, right? But in the wealthiest programs where they can afford it, everybody gets a computer every year. And hey, freshman, you're getting one as a sophomore. If you don't pass that down, that still fabulous computer to your, uh, you know, 15 or 12 or 10 year old, si- you know, brother or sister, or whatever. What are you thinking? They're going to be outfitting the family, yock. There'll be new stuff every year. Well. It- Here's the thing. There's going to be more legal challenges based off of what the Supreme Court did yesterday that are going to open up more and more avenues for these athletes to make money. We all know the name image and likeness thing is coming. Just pay them already. But it's They don't want to make them employees, but just pay them already. It, it, Cuz they're paying them under the table. Yeah, I know, but the stories are rampant. Bring it back above board. Figure it out. Bring it back above board? When was it above board? Okay. Okay. Good point. Okay. I, I, that's a mistake on my part because it's always been below board. Yeah. It? I mean, you go back to the 50s and the $100 oh, handshake no. go, deal, go, right? Go, go back to the 1890s. Really? If you really read back, it's been dirty from the get go. Money can't be involved. Yeah. Money's always involved. Money is always. So it's involved. dirty from the get go. Money talks. All right, DJ and PK, we'll get you up to speed on what you've missed in this show. Jazz, John Stockton, NBA, next. Stay with us.